Corday like last minute tickets. Oh, for real? Because Cor, you know, Corday was sitting next to him. Yeah, I saw that. My man gave me last minute tickets. How you think he got came up with the last so, minute ticket, bro? Now, Michael B. Jordan, Corday instead of Bay. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I need, I need, I need the contact. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. So Michael B. Jordan um, and uh, Lori Harvey broke up. Uh, Steve Harvey's okay, yeah, yeah. daughter, uh, you know, what is IG model? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Wow. She's used to date future. She dated a lot of people. She's, she's in the celebrity streets. It's, it's pretty much. Um, and yeah, they... They uh they called it a quiz and, and <laughs> my man was at game two yeah. on on Sunday and and he just you know he just doesn't look right man look look at this clip look at him something's bothering you can tell and maybe Nico can pull the clip up but uh you know he's he looks like you can tell he's he he, he looks he's like, in his feelings man. Yeah, he, he, his confidence looks like. Did y'all follow Spice Adams? Yeah. Uh, Spice Adams on Instagram when uh, he does his skits where he didn't have his haircut. And yep. He's talking all soft. Exactly. He didn't have the confidence. You seen that joint? B, look at him. He, he doesn't. He yeah, he looked like. Yeah, he. Like he's like he's like lost, you know. He looked lost. He looks lost. He like looks it's it's awkward. Like he's trying to like <laughs> like he's trying to be a part of like the you know the the. Had that celebrity swag at the game, but it's one of those days. You know, you get clown, clown in like school, <laughs> and you just get roasted, and then you just like it's the like the walk off. Yeah, like, yeah. You like you try to like, like yeah, you try, try to laugh try. with them, but at the end, of, like you know, your feelings are hurt. Like, <laughs> he has a mask yeah. on his face. Yeah, they struck a chord that you know you're you're touched. He's gonna cry in the car. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, she ain't one though. I ain't, I ain't gonna hold you. She's oh yeah, she. Yeah, she's she looks talented. the part. She's she talented. Looks, she looks the part. He's talented for sure. Um, but let's let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's get the formalities out of the way. Um, before we we get into the episode, we always want to shout out to uh, Ico Underwood, our sponsor. Clock um, in, keeping the lights on here. You know what I'm saying? Clock she, in. Uh, not Nico's lights. I said that last yeah, episode. Not Nico's lights. I don't know what type of lights you got on. Um, yeah, that ain't from us. But uh, Ico's a real estate agent here in Virginia. Uh, you know, single mom of two kids, uh, Marine veteran, episode 56, we had her on just to kind of learn more about her story and, and you know, as a person and, and her journey. Um, and uh, we'll have her on very, very soon to talk about, you know, her real estate stuff. But um, if you're looking to buy, sell, just kind of learn more about the market, um, Ico is, is a person to reach out to. If you go to our website, clockinpod.com and click sponsors, there's a link that kind of directs, uh, uh, you know, our traffic to her and lets her know that we referred you guys. Or you go to her website, um, which is aunderwoodrealty.com, and there's a section under buyers that says clock in. And if you click that, fill out your information, uh, that's another way to go about it. But IG coming soon, right, Ico? Yeah, we got we to gotta get her on that. Coming soon. So you guys can see that see, yeah, she's a real person. But... Uh, yeah, let's let's get into it, man. We have a very very special guest here. Um, he's been on before. He's been on before, but uh, anyone who knows knows our family knows we have uh, you know five uh, kids in the family, and um, you know we all hoop. You know what I'm saying? We all hoop. 
or or, or love to hoop. Um, but the guy we have on today, man, he's he's kind of been the one who, you know, made it possible for Austin and I to get as far as we did, and that's none other than uh, Brandon Hamilton, aka Sniper. What's up? Walk in. Yes, there's only a few people. That's, that's what after dark. Yeah. <laughs> there's only right. a few people on my list that like he don't gotta say nothing and I get hyped. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon's one of them. We gotta right. so we we gotta uh Nico, we gotta put somewhere like in whatever social media clip or um, or YouTube, when we're at the White House, and Brandon shoots a three from out of bounds, yeah, that's why we, we, we all go crazy. That's why. Then he just looks at the camera, and I'm Harlem, I'm Harlem shaking in the background. Austin, I'm like jumping on his back. Austin's coaching. That was a look away three. Yeah. Okay. Here's the here's the like step curry before the step curry. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. Um, Here's a backstory behind it. So, you know, we got the Walt, shout out to Walt, older brother. He gave us opportunity to um, play at the White House when Obama was in office. Yep. How he did it, I don't know. He, Walt, Walter Walt, knows everybody. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how, how he finesses his way he's into the king, stuff. He's the finesser of, yeah. And so, he got to play, and, you know, we're out of, I'll be honest with you. Out of anybody in the world that I that I would want to play with, I'd pick. I'm picking my brothers. Like real talk, I'll go to war with them. with anybody. LeBron, Mike, it doesn't matter. So I'm just gonna go to war. But anyways, who's guarding? Who's guarding? Who's guarding? Who's guarding Bron? Who's guarding Mike? Who you guarding, Marshall? I'm guarding Bron. <laughs> guarding Bron. Bron not shifty enough. He's not shifty enough. Wait, so. You think you can guard LeBron? <laughs> it's not about me. It's about him. It's not about me. But anyway, so we ended up running the table, and RBJ, shout out to shout out to Ray. That's our other brother. We'll, we'll talk about him probably later. Yeah, we gotta get him on. But we were, you know, I guess what didn't we run the table and they were like. Well, we have to let the other guys play. Like yeah, they gave us like yeah. a break or something. Yeah, yeah. We like, won like five, five straight, and five and zero. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We and won then, five straight, yeah. and they were like, "All right, well, you guys got to step off." So we was just chilling, waiting, and so Ray ended up just recording. He was, I think he he's asked, recording the whole like everything. We just recording. He still has the footage. Yeah. So he was like, he was. I think he asked me like, "Yo, B, what do you think about you been think about the last uh." Four games with <laughs> I just looked at the camera. Didn't say nothing. I so just turned. Just magic, magically a ball just appeared in his hand. <laughs> I just let that thing fly. That joint went in. He was like, oh, that's how you feel? <laughs> and so, yeah, everyone went hype. That's when March did the Harlem Shake. Yeah. But, nah, it was one of those, one of those like, perfect cinematic moments where, you know, it kind of represented... You know my ability to to shoot the rock, so that nah, was pretty cool. Oh, that's crazy. You really played at the White House. Like, I be uh, I forget about it. Like, yeah, all nah, the I time. Didn't. We really hooked <clears throat> at the White House. Um, hey. 
take up getting this right. Yeah, yeah. I'm all Be- out of the before you, before you, you do get started though, yeah. I did have a little surprise for y'all. You ain't got no other kids, do you? Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. Chill, my guy. I'm about to say, man. So I was, I, so I was texting Marshall. We was, we was chatting last night, and he was talking about like the game and everything. And I texted. I was like, I got a little surprise for y'all, for the, for the pod. So in saying that, this is the. Let me take this off real quick. Hold up, man. We got the first ever. Clock in. Let's go. Oh, sniper. <laughs> Let's get okay. it. Let's get it. That's tough. Sniper collaboration. That's tough. Yes, sir. So I had to come in and surprise my guy. I like that, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was not expecting you that. Gotta, you got to get closer to that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Stand up for the, for the people to see. Yes, sir. To see this on The sniper logo. Clock in. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Clock in. That's, that's I know you scra- I've never even thought about that. Like, you know, Brandon's always been super creative. Yeah, that's true. I had to. Once y'all, once y'all told me I was coming on the pod, I had to surprise y'all with that, man. So no, it was a personal dope, concept. Yeah. Um, we gotta get that on the on the website on the on the apparel site for the yeah, show. Yeah, we're gonna have to definitely talk about that. Yeah. But I did want to shout out my boy. So um, John Ventura is actually the. He was the one that actually created it. Okay. Um, so John, we actually worked together. I'll share a little bit of my background being a teacher, but he has a his own IG. It's called um, God God Grows and Grind. I like and that. So definitely, he has his own. He has he does, he makes custom apparel, but he has his own apparel. And so I want to make sure I'm shouting him out. So if you can get the handle. Um, yeah, when, you, when yeah, this gets edited, yeah, Nico, yeah, Nico, get it. But uh, it's definitely it's God dot goals with the S dot grind underscore collection. Okay. Okay. So yeah, shout out to John, man. He's real cool dude, man of faith, and his story is is pretty crazy. Just coming from you know just being in crazy debt to now you know launching his company and building it. To where it's at, man. So definitely, he's someone. Shout out to John, man. Yeah, we may have to get him on, you know, one of these days too. But yeah, want to shout him out. That's for big sure. Time. Yeah, shout out to John, man. And, and again, yeah, love, dope, love that, dope love that collab, collaboration, man. man. Um, all right, let's let's get into it because you know we had our oldest brother Walter on, and for those who don't know, I, uh, Brandon is the second oldest. So it goes Walter, the fourth, Brandon, me, Austin, and then Maria. Um, and we asked Walt this question, I think it was about a month and a half ago when we had him on. <laughs> Two questions for you, all right. Who's the best Hamilton in their prime, and who's the best shooter in the family? Wait, wait, before you, before you, uh... Yeah, we gotta get the... the before you answer here. that, before you answer that. Okay, so the first question was, who's the best <laughs> Hamilton in their prime? In their prime. You can I can you can choose whoever you want, man. You can choose yourself. There's multiple answers and I'm trying to remember how Walt answered it, but to answer that first question, I'll probably I'll probably side with Austin and here's why. You know, shout out to my boy E. We grew up, you know, we were all hip hop, basketball, and like anime. So when we do comparisons, it's like you know, we do we do 
awesome, sick comparison. So, the way I like to explain it for my Dragon Ball Z fans, like, you know, you got you got Goku, right? So Goku came <laughs> in the building. He had a son, Gohan. <laughs> Go Gohan actually became stronger than Goku. Then Go Gohan had a another son named Gotenks, and it's like the 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 old, the younger that they got. They learn from so many other of their uncles and their dads and their peers. So I feel like I would say Austin only because he had literally three older brothers that he can learn from. And it was like so many knowledge and so many just experiences that we put him through that shaped him into the super saying, if we're, if we're going to use that analogy, <laughs> to, to, where, to where he was. So, um, yeah, I'll probably give it to, to A. Alright,那是放电。Question two。Question 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 two
Who you in their prime playmaker. I mean, it could be today. It could be either in their prime. It could be right now. I mean, we still look. We're still in our primes for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have a lot. Depending on, depending like if we're down, like one or two buckets, it could be Austin or Marshall, just based off the matchups. But you know, what I love about playing with these guys is that. Yeah. yeah. So if, if we need a if we need a three, we need a clutch bucket. <laughs> you know, they can definitely uh, force the def break their man down, get to the paint, and I'm always there for a kickout. I'm ready to. Yeah. It's cash. So. Yeah. We've yeah, all I, hit big shots. Yeah. Yeah. We've all just been, different situations. We've yeah. all been clutch. I mean, That's a good question. I mean, Austin. I mean, I, I mean, I, obviously, I have confidence in myself down the stretch to make plays, but I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I'm if if the if it's off the dribble, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going with Austin. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't shy away from it. I've hit the clutch shots, but yeah, I mean, Austin's been Austin's been doing it for since he was. Freaking seven, so. Yeah. All right, man, let's get into uh, one o'clock and a clock out for the sake of time, and then, and then we want to get into, you know, you as, as, a, as a hooper, a shooter, you know, your brand. Um, so this will, be, this will be an interesting clock and a clock out because Brandon doesn't really like this guy, um, which is why I wanted to do it. All right. So clock in or, or clock out? Draymond Green is the most important player for the Warriors. Important. I want to. I want to clarify. He's not the best. Not the most. You uh, mean you could argue whether most important, most invi- most valuable is the same thing? But for what they do in their system and in their performance on both sides of the ball, is Draymond the most important player for the Warriors? Clock in or clock out. Clock in meaning, like, you agree that he is the most important. Clock out, you don't. Oh, man. All right, first off, let me let me explain my... <laughs> disdain? Uh, yeah, disdain <laughs> when it comes to Draymond. Y'all look that word up now, kid. That's a good, that was a good, good word. That was a good, that was a good SAT yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, you like that one. Okay. So, clock in. <laughs> understanding, clock in. I feel like the older I'm getting... <laughs> See, we ain't go to RIT. I don't, we don't just, we don't just pull these words out, just, man. It was no um, no yeah. study, no pause, nothing. It was just... I, I appreciate was. that, man. But here's here's my thing. So I feel like my whole thing with Draymond is that when they were winning, you know how, like, how vibrant and, like, excited and talking trash and, like, just getting in everyone's face about everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, you're winning. Like I get that. But what happened when when Clay left, got hurt? What happened when Steph left and got hurt? He wasn't saying anything. That one that that year they went like 15 and like like 60 or whatever. Yeah. So it's like my thing is like if you're going to be that guy and talk trash, keep that same energy whether you're winning championships or or you're the 15th you're last place in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. That's my only thing. Just be consistent. Right. That's so, fair. but to to that point, the older I get, the more I'm 
you know, you you grow up as a basketball player, your mindset evolves. So it's more, you're not thinking about points. You're not thinking about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I gotta I gotta kill this dude or ISO. I gotta go one on one. So, believe it or not, to your answer, I feel like the league we play in. I feel like I actually play like him, but I, I can shoot. Say, I was gonna say, yeah, that. exactly. If that makes you sense, you have a similar role that so you can shoot. Yeah. So. And you're not as, I, I'm 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 like him vocally. Yeah, but you're the, but you're, the way you play for us is definitely similar. So I I feel like I got a lot of respect for him. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's keep it going. If he if you listen to this podcast, shout we let's let's let's, let's link up because I would love to work on you know your shot and your shooting mechanics and stuff like that. But to answer, I know it's a long answer to the question. I feel like he is. I'll, okay. I'll give him his respect, only because lately, you know, Molly, shout shout out to Molly. She's 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 watched the the podcast, and so just understanding his mindset, and I Trey feel like Mons podcast. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's the only guy that's actually playing in the NBA Finals and doing a podcast, like you see how much work it yeah. is to, no, for you guys to. You know, set this up and record. It's like immediately, like after the games too, right? Yeah, I think that's the best time because it's fresh and you're just well, yeah, raw. yeah, you just kind of spawn off at the mouth. So yeah, I agree. yeah, what he's doing, you know, as far as the the podcast and just the whole audio sphere is, is is amazing. And so, yeah, I feel like he's the most important role because he he's like a point forward, so he knows people's tendencies. He knows. You know how to push people's buttons on the floor. Um, you know you saw the whole Jalen Brown situation mm-hmm. with him just trying to you know get get under his skin. And so, with that being said, he also understands how to how to create for for Clay for Steph, and really just open up the floor just based on his his knowledge and understanding the game. So yeah, to answer your question. I'll, I'll give it to Good him. Clock in and out. Okay, all in. right. That's all right. I'm growing up. I'm growing up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. You know, and going off the point, we're kind of living through it, right? Like, when you look at the makeup of the Warriors personality-wise, Steph isn't, you know, a boisterous, demonstrative type of dude. Clay isn't. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. definitely isn't. Andrew Andrew Wiggins Wiggins definitely isn't. Mm -hmm. So, when guys are BSing and... Not playing to their standard. Who's going to keep them, keep them accountable? It's Draymond. Yep. And they and they need that. And those guys recognize that. Yo, sometimes we need somebody to be all up in our face and um, you know calling us out. And we're kind of going through that now in our men's league. Yeah. Where you know personality wise, as a collective, we're not you know the most vocal and uh, I guess. Um, abrasive type of type of guys and someone like Marshall is needed because oh it's like yo wake up like we got to compete and I'll and I'll do it you know here and there yep but it's it's needed man and um I think if you look at every championship team they've had that guy that can call people out it's not afraid to call people out you need that Draymond and yeah exactly and Draymond does that and then you also add in his IQ and how he is uh, as, a, as a screener, defender. You know, he's he's special, man. And 
you could you could say the same on Clay and Steph's side. Without Draymond, yeah. you know. <laughs> they don't have their career. Because when Draymond's out, they don't play very well. Nah, they, no. it, it's a lot harder for them to get shots. <laughs> exactly. He's a, he reminds me of a, like a Rodman 2.0. Like yeah. He can score the, score the ball a little bit better, but he does everything well. And he's undersized. He's yeah. Six 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 seven. Yeah. But he's guard. He can guard the one through five. Yeah. So without yeah. fat, like an underrated, like he doesn't foul out. No, people don't talk about how underrated that is. Yeah. Like as physical as he is, he doesn't. He rarely fouls out. He's always ending games. Yep. Nah, for sure. Well, let's let's get into uh, the sniper man, and and you know. We'll get, we're gonna we're gonna we need, start. Snipe, we need a sniper drop. Yeah, we do need a sniper drop. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> I got the gunshot on there, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that joint might be a. Yeah, we might get canceled for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That joint might be a handgun or something. Um, but I, I, I did. We need a golden eye or, or halo joint. Yeah, um, yes, sir. But I wanted to start with just where your love of the game started because I don't think you have the uh, the mindset that to be a student. I don't think you have the grind and the um, the desire to become a great shooter and a and a great player without the love for the game. So where did that where did that start for you? Because I feel like each of us have our own answer. Um, and our dad didn't hoop. Like I want to make make that clear like he hooped recreationally right but he didn't hoop in mm-hmm. high school college you know he was a pickup pickup type of dude so yeah let's start there man like where did your love of the game start so I think I might have said this in the first time like the the, the last time I was here uh I, I didn't start playing basketball till I was 10 so my first sport was actually baseball mm-hmm. actually me and E shout out to I we actually played team ball with Russell. the San Francisco Giants. With the Giants, man. I remember those pictures. Yeah. Both of y'all had them shape up. <laughs> you look like the, uh, remember the Cosby Show intro? Yeah. <laughs> you look like that. Yeah, it, was, it was horrible. But, yeah, so I started off playing baseball. And, you know, shout out to, to Pops. He, he coached us to the level, I probably, to where I was like maybe seven or eight. And so baseball, and I was living in Centerville at the time, so baseball was actually my, my first first love. And so it wasn't until we moved out here to Herndon where going into the fourth grade, you know, I didn't really have any friends. I was just trying to figure out you know, what I could do. So actually my fourth grade year, I actually took a year off. I didn't play any sports. And so but at the time, if I was in fourth, Walt was in eighth grade, so mm-hmm. he he was hooping. He he continued he ten, continued the game, so ended up following him. And so that next year, I was like, you know what? Let me just try it out. And yeah, everything was raw, man. I had no experience, no you know. All I knew was just following Walt and how he played, or just watch my dad and the church leagues and stuff like that. So first year, we played played on the Lakers. Shout out to Labibi. Shout out to Chris Canoise, man. Shout out to Chris Canoise, and he was like Steve Kerr. Yeah, shout out to Chris. He looked like Steve Kerr. Yeah, he does. Me and Chris graduated together. He was a phenomenal golfer, by the way. Yeah. He ended up playing on the college level. But, yeah, my first year, we actually um, got to the playoffs, and we made 
we we did this like UNC. I'm sorry, UConn. Remember with Shabazz and Kimba, like Kimba. Kimba. So we made a run to where like we were probably like fourth or fifth in the in the league. But like Chris went off. Back in the day, I was more of like abuser because I've always been stocky. So I was like getting rebounds, hitting jumpers and stuff. And was so, it Nick Leach on that team too? Yep, Nick he, Leach. He was a workhorse. Yep, his dad was a coach. Shout shout out to Coach Leach. But uh, yeah, we ended up going to the championship and won. I remember that. So man. not only that, I ended up making the All Star game. So you know, one thing you know, you guys you got to understand this is to you know kids is. You gotta have confidence when you're playing, not just in sports but in life, you know. And so that right there instilled a confidence in me to where it's like, wow, like this might be my thing. Right. So that's where the love of the game started. But I think to continue that love, it was really just those times where I think we turned when I turned 12, 13 years old. And you guys remember this. We didn't really have a basketball court kind of near our house. No, we didn't. And so I remember construction happening like around my way. I'm like, what the heck is going on over there? And that's when Haley Smith started. Mm -hmm. So I feel like outside of that, the the start of me playing and house league kind of started my love. But really the love was when you're just one-on-one. It's just you in the court. Uh, Coach Coach G talked about this on the last mm-hmm. last episode. Just how I love the word therapeutic. It is. It's just you know whether it's day, night, rain, sleet, slow. It's just you in that ball, and you just trying to just improve and progress and get better and better day by day. So I feel like that's where the love kind of really started, and then from there it's just been. You know, always, always joke. You know, Spalding was was my first love. So, yeah. You know, girls that I dated over the years, and you know, marriage. I mean, they they kind of know. You know, that's it's like one A, one B, one A, one B. Who's you know? B? Who's one? Who's one B right now? <laughs> we not gonna get you in trouble. One B right now. You know, you know, she knows who one is. It's funny you bring up confidence because. Brandon's honestly like one of the most confident people I know. Like, so, in, so in anything. So, so I so I listen to JJ Reddick's podcast, right? And he doesn't say it in a bad way, but he had CJ McCollum on, right? Yeah. And he, I, he's I, talking I about how CJ was like five three on varsity, and how he just had this irrational confidence. Right. <laughs> Brandon's always had irrational confidence. <laughs> like seriously, it's it's uh it's it's inspiring. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. That's um, probably why it gets me hyped, man. I, so this I remember is like for no reason. So so it, it could be it, anything. It could be here's here's the thing though. We'll be watching we'll, we'll be watching like Especially in eighth grade. Right, eighth grade. Yeah, Brandon was Brandon I, was so cocky in eighth I, grade. I don't know we got yeah, I don't know I don't know what happened that year, but uh we we it was, it was this school crazy. Man. This is this is like this is just classic Brandon, right? Um <laughs> we'd be like, yo, um if you play like Gary Pay one on one, like you, you think you would win, or like do you think you, like you could play in the NBA right now and score on uh, LeBron? Like absolutely, <laughs> LeBron can. There's nothing he can do. Nothing he can do. If I do this and do that, I'm gonna get him in the air, get get to the line. Like I easily average 18 points but in the NBA. And we talked about Draymond, and we have, we've had this conversation. 
Didn't you say you could beat Draymond one on one? Or like you could guard Draymond? You said Draymond couldn't guard him. This is probably like four years ago. Yeah. Do you still believe that? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So you know Draymond's like he'll be considered one of the, you know, best defensive players in NBA history, right? He will. You do you understand that? This is this is proven I, I do understand. We sound like the lawyers when <laughs> we're when we're explaining the plea deal. Right, right, right. Do you right. understand the terms of that we're that we're laying out to no, you? That's, I understand. That's like Brandon, that. man. I like it's, that. It's that confidence. There's a well, I can share my college. I'll explain where I got my confidence from, but it was I feel like it didn't really take off till kind of college and I'll I'll share the story. I don't know if you you know if you had any other questions, but that's where my that's where my confidence really hit. So, you know, throughout my career, end up playing travel and um You never played AEU, right? I did not. So that's actually one of the things, you know, I feel like with my basketball career, I've always been that guy under the radar. Because I never really got the experience, like the AAU circuit, only because, you know, my parents didn't understand the the importance of it. Right. And And AAU probably wasn't, like, that big. You could get... You could get places with with high school. Back yeah, then. it wasn't like, that not big. like today, but it definitely mattered. So. Exactly. So you know, being in my my thirties, so the way people got exposed back then was it was mainly like your coach, or you had like a you know yeah. VHA VHS. I'm dating myself, but they would get film, and coaches would call coaches directly and say, "Hey, you need to check this guy out." Mm-hmm. You know, isn't it isn't like it was today now, where you can just go on YouTube and yeah, one post, one post, yeah, huddle just, and all that stuff. Everyone, every kid, you know, you do one dunk, you going viral. So at the time, yeah, AU was not popular as it is today. But I'm glad that I got through that because, you know, I tried to explain uh, to mom and dad the importance of it at that time because it was starting to grow, mm-hmm. and you guys got to experience that. So it it all it all worked out, but. You know, as far as my confidence, I was saying I, you know, ended up playing, you know, travel and played in high school. My high school days, I was not the, I never, I, I started freshman in uh, in JV, but, you know, we had, a, we had a kid who played point guard as a, as a, as a we played uh, varsity as a freshman. Um, you know, shout out to Brad, Brad Farrell, but he was 6'3", six, 6'4", six, point guard. I mean, yeah. The but, teams that you were a part of, like the talent, was yeah, crazy. I mean, it was crazy. Probably, probably the most talented, like from freshman to like senior, probably the most talented group in her in history. Like, yeah, like across the board. Right. Absolutely. So there was always there was always a mob, and so you know that's that's one of the things as far as like mindset and and success. I think that's why I have crazy confidence because. I've always been the man in the arena, observing because I've been around such high caliber players, mm-hmm. and you know, understanding. Okay, why is he where he did that? What is he doing to get to that next level? You know, I grew up. I mean, I went to school with, with Scotty Reynolds. Everyone knows Scotty around this way, but you know, McDonald's High School All American, mm-hmm. and uh, you Hold know, up, before you get in, I used to see you like you were giving Scotty the business. Yeah, I remember yeah, that summer going into his freshman year. Yeah, and Scotty was a freshman, granted, but I, I vividly remember this. Like, y'all were playing, like, two-on-two, two, 
and uh, you like you you blocked Scotty's shot a couple times. Yeah, um, now we we had battles in high school, man. But what one thing I'll give credit to Scotty is his dogmatic work ethic. Yeah. And that's and that's where you know I didn't know these things because I didn't have trainers. It was everything was on the fly. Yeah. And so yeah. one story I remember, you know, I didn't know, you know, you wake you're supposed to wake up six o'clock in the morning and actually get a workout in. I thought it's like I thought it was just you go to school, you practice, you go home. I walk in the gym, I think my bus at the time I was I was uh, taking the bus, you know, the bus got us early and I got I got to school like six forty five. And guess who's in the gym with the lights off, still shooting. Scotty. So it was just like those little things you learn over time. It's like, okay, this is the reason why he is where he's where right. he's at. Facts. And so, you know, shout out to him and just, but it's just, it's a growing process of learning little things, little tidbits here and there to where it's like, okay, this is, this is why they're at this level. But fast forward, you know, I actually did not play. Um, you know, I didn't start in high school and I got to college and I ended up just being a, a student, you know, shout out to North Carolina A&T, Aggie Prime. And so, yeah, I ended up going to school with Walt. My freshman year, ended up. What were you doing at a and I was going to school. <laughs> you, just, you just went to class, went to, went to the, the calf, right? went to bed, went to church, and then went home. Praise the Lord. That's all he did. That's guys. all I did. Amen. Shout out, shout out to, to the executive team. But yes, yeah, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a crazy name. Yeah, another 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 that's, uh, for another. That's day. a great. That's a great. About to get into the, the executive team. <laughs> Yo, that's yeah, that's me. Have the, we got to figure out. Yeah, we got to talk to Dancer and Anderson about the DSS executive <laughs> team. Yo, we got to get that in there. How many times has he brought up DSS like in a row? That's got to be like twelve in a row, right? You, you got to be consistent. <laughs> you you got to be. You got to show your commitment. <laughs> but go <I> mean, ahead. <laughs> nah, you good. But. Yeah, so I went to school uh, just as a student. You know, I've all I want. Matter of fact, me and Walt actually went to the coach and asked him if there was walk-on trials. He said, unfortunately, no. So I didn't even get to have an opportunity to play or at least try out for A and T. Crazy, I got stories for days with that because the guys on the squad that were actually playing on the team, they would come to more gym, mm-hmm. would play pickup with us, and. You can ask Walt. Y'all were hanging with him. Hanging with him, but, like, destroying him. Yeah. So, yeah, we was going pound for pound. So, wish wish the coach was in the gym watching that. But fast forward, you know, as a student, I was going to my, my sophomore year in college, but it was one of those things where we go back to our first love. Yeah. You know, Spalding, Wilson, whatever it was, that was my first love. And so, um, after my sophomore year, I kind of had a – decision to make to where it's like like do I really want to pursue this basketball dream or am I just going to finish you know at A&T as a student have a good time etc so reached out to one of our local trainers you know shout out to, to Marlo and he was actually the reason why I you know got into to uh, play at the junior college level in Baltimore right. but yeah, I don't know if you guys remember this but before I tried out for for uh, Essex, I I had I went to at least two to three other tryouts. I don't know if you guys I don't remember. Think, that. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I think I remember. Were they in Richmond? Some were in Richmond. I think there was some locally here. Okay, yeah. it was a team. 
out in uh, I believe Ohio. I got a chance to try. Juco. Out. These, these were all JUCO. yeah. They were all JUCOs. Because this was probably the more realistic route you could take, right? Yeah. Instead of going like straight to a four year institution. Exactly. Because I didn't have any offers. Like I said, I didn't really have any film. So it's just I just had to really just trial and see and showcase my game. So ended up had three trials. My last trial was with CCBC Essex. And you what know, was that like? What was like, it was what was that environment like? <laughs> it was raw, man. Like the thing about trying out, you gotta do things to try and stand out. Right. So, you know, you don't you can't be the guy like most guys that try out, they wanna be the they wanna score. They yeah. wanna so I wanted I was trying to I was trying to showcase all my abilities where it's like, yeah, I can shoot the ball. But let's let's get everyone involved. Let's communicate. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with that wow. being said, you know, I it was the funny part was that was my last trial. So I was like, if, if I don't make it, like I'm going back to AT. But, you know, Coach Bird came up to me and was like, Hey B, like I like what you see. I think you'd be a good spot for the team. And yeah, man, ended up becoming a blessing in disguise and you know, got the opportunity to play. At the at the college level, so it was pretty dope. And so, going into that, that's where I met Ray and a bunch of the guys. And JUCO is JUCO is a raw, just dogmatic, like survival of the fittest yeah. type of lifestyle. You know, you're you're living off campus. You know, you're not you're not on scholarships. You got to figure out how you know to make ends meet. You don't got academic advisors telling you to go to study hall. Nope. You don't got trainers. You know, you got you got to go to weights. And you don't have a strength and conditioning coach. Nah, nope. It's, you're pretty much on your own. You got your coach and yeah. teammates, but that's, that's Sink really or swim. It. And, and half the teammates don't want you to succeed. Let, yep. let, let's, let's just keep it a buck. Like, they don't want you to succeed because right. it's one of the few environments where, you know, I usually will say – you know, your success or someone else's success isn't going to, you know, uh, impact some, you know, a teammates or, or whatever. But in JUCO, it actually it actually does because you guys are all trying out, basically. Exactly. And it's, it's funny you said this, the competitive nature. So the way he recruited, I'm from Northern Virginia. Everybody else that was on my team was from Richmond. <laughs> but they're all from rival high schools. That's crazy. So literally, it's like one. They, he picked up one to two guys that probably don't like each other. Don't like each other. <laughs> so you know, just trying to hand just to, Ray don't like anybody. First, of all. <laughs> 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 Ray's a different breed. Man. You got, we'll get him on the on the pod soon. I got. I'm coming to that one. But anyway, so with that being said, it was like you said. It made it taught me. It's one of those things like we talked about. Just. It's me versus me. And so, you know, it, it taught me my mentality of like you have to if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed, yes, you have you have to have a, a dogmatic work ethic. You gotta grind and just learning from bits and pieces of, of who you who've come before you, this was this was my moment. Yeah, you gotta take it. Exactly. No one's gonna give it to you. And then I'll stop you there. And I also think an important part that probably the most important part that um, you didn't touch on was risk, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all will have a certain like hunch and uh, a feeling to where it's like, man, 
like I, I, I know I want to do this, but I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm still playing ping pong, right, going back and forth. But, you know, you mentioned your love for the game. That just kind of eclipses it all. And you're like, you know what, man, I really love this and I'm passionate about it. I'm going to take a risk, right? Like, I, I know this might not be the, the most popular thing to do. And I'm sure when you told dad and mom, they are probably like, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah, you serious? You serious about this? But you took that risk and it, it, it ended up paying off, you know, uh, in the long run, which I'm sure you'll, you'll get yeah, to. Yeah, and I, and I also wanted to say, um, like, you're the only person I know who's gone to a four-year school as a student and then went back back to play basketball. I know I, people. I haven't. Yeah, I know people who have gone to a four year school to be a walk on, and then they transfer to like a Division three, Division two school. Yeah, but no one who just like was a student and then they go to they they go to like back to school to hoop, which shows me two things. Obviously, he could hoop, right? Like in high school, he could hoop, right? You don't just you don't go like it, it's not like he. In, pre- in preparation for going to A&T, was in the gym preparing the killing intramurals or, or, or killing pickup. Like, nah, like he was doing what a, what a normal, you know, college incoming freshman would do. So, I mean, I'm sure if we talk about confidence, like, I'm sure when you played against those A&T guys and, and you were not only competing, but you were killing them, I bet if, if, if you didn't have that experience, you may not have wanted to go back, right? You may have been like, you may go out there and if they kill you or, or you don't, or you, don't, you look bad, you may be like, well, you know, maybe this isn't for me, right? But the fact that you you proved yourself, because one thing about all of us is we're, we're competitors, right? Like we're going to compete. Um, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what level you play at. Like we're going to compete. So... I just I just wanted to highlight that because sometimes like as 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 people we have to put ourselves in environments where we're not considered the best and really t- bring what's out of us because he could have gone to you know the fitness hitter like bump where like no one can really hoop and be the man right mm-hmm. and and and, and kind of build his build fake confidence yeah that's not real confidence build build his ego right not not test and see, you know, how do I compare to these guys? And it also go, goes back to Brandon's, you know, quote unquote, irrational confidence that I know he probably went to the gym like, yo, I'm better than these guys. So And, and, and truly believed it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up, man. Like, I was actually talking to dad about this the other day, you know, and obviously we were uh, believers in, in Christ and, and, and God and and that's really a testament to to serving and, 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 and testing your faith, right? Like when you have a certain, like I mentioned, the word, I said the word hunch, that's typically a sign from God, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all entrepreneurs and um, we, we've taken risks in certain things, but we've acted on it and, and God honors that. Yep. So if you, I'm encouraging people, man, if, if God gave you an idea or if you don't believe in God but some somewhere out of the clouds the universe yeah the, the universe, solar system right they know you know what like, they know maybe I should start that Instagram Instagram page on cooking or selling or whatever your passion like you probably should do it mm-hmm. and you know you're a testament to that man because like Marshall said you literally went back 
like it's for, for people that don't understand you go from you go to juco as like a, a stepping stone out of college right and then you go to a four-year institution you mean at high the school? goal i mean at high school yeah at high school the goal isn't to to go to a, a, a community college and finish right for most people mm-hmm. but he went back to a two-year institution to play and potentially get a chance to go forward again and, and play at a four-year institution. So, yeah. unusual route, yeah. but... Well, I was, know, it, I was thinking worked. of a statement, you know, I feel like with anything, you know, for we're, we're strictly talking about basketball, but you can apply this to anything. And I feel like, like based on what you said, man, if, if your love for anything that you do far outweighs the risks, then I... I'm a firm believer. What do you do? You got to pursue it. Yeah. You know, you, you love something. If you're passionate about something, it's the risk, if you think about it, is minimal because of this, the work that you put in and the grind, and you want that to, you want that to succeed. You want to pay dividends with that, you know? And so for me, yeah, it was a risk, but at the same time, I knew the work and stuff that I put in to where it's like, you know, I know I'm capable of doing that. Right. And so, and I did want to also bring bring this up. Like he would have had regret. He would have had that what if feeling, and yeah, absolutely. he he would have he wouldn't have been able to really like progress as a human being. You know, like he I already know like it would have it would have haunted him forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the other thing I was gonna say, uh, you mentioned. Um, you know, your your love and, and, and the work ethic you put in. Like, this is why clocking in is so important, guys. Clocking. Like, like, <laughs> clocking. As I mentioned, he didn't he didn't go into a training camp like his you know, his his summer going into his freshman year or going into his sophomore year. But I watched Brandon probably from age twelve all the way until, you know, college like he did whatever he could to get an advantage he was doing calf raises on the steps he was wearing you know uncle jerome's weight vest he was running he was out he was at he was at the you know at the court working on his game you know and this is all on on his own on his own yeah just for fun (laughs) which is uh probably i don't want to say like uh something that held him back but imagine if he had like the actual proper instruction like that we had growing up yeah and you couple that with his worth that work ethic, like that's who uh, knows what would happen. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta bring this up because we, I can't believe we we forgot about this. Going back on his rise of confidence, this dude senior year in high school didn't play football once, right? Didn't play football maybe at church picnic, picnics, whatever. You no know, backyard football, backyard football. <laughs> this dude Brandon literally tried out. Hernan High School as a quarterback. A senior. Not year. not not a receiver, not a running back, not, not a corner. defense. Like a quarterback. And literally like that, like, yo, I can start a quarterback. I'm, like that's what you thought, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like I just had to bring it up because that's who's, just like who's the quarterback. Uh my guy Kurt Duplessis. He uh He was he was straight. He was no, nah, he had I mean, a, y'all he went had to the playoffs that year. Like, you did, yeah. They, they were one seven. Of, nice. One of Herndon's better, like yeah, best teams. They were probably like seven the, and three. Yeah, probably right. Herndon's best team. Absolutely. Yeah, we had y'all are straight. We but. had uh, Kurt. We had 
uh, Kevin Grant. Shout out to Kevin. Yeah, he playing. He's a linebacker. Played D one at Akron. Uh, BG Brandon Geyer. Uh, definitely got to get him on the pod. Yeah, we got to so, get him on. So Brandon Geyer was our star running back, but his main sport was baseball. So he actually played, went to UVA, and played in the MLB. I think a little over ten seasons. Yeah. So Solomon had Williams. Solomon. Was, he was, was like a like Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush, five seven, uh, just he's more run, like, like a, uh, Darren Sproles. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was more yeah, like Sproles. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 Reggie. Um, Reggie's different, dog. I was thinking of like Reggie like, and then that white combination. You know freak, what I'm saying? Man. Freak. Man. Yeah, <laughs> we had some dogs, man. Yeah, uh, Brian. <laughs> Brian Boyle was Brian so Boyle. Yeah. Brian was our center, starting center. But he was six five, played tight end. So I think he has some Division one looks. But like our guard, like our O line, my weight training partner was a boy named Trey. He was six four, like two seventy five. No y'all, y'all. So had, like we big, had legit yeah. bigs and everything. But yeah, I did. That was, I, I just I had to bring it up because I'm like, yo, this dude literally his his reps were like me and Marshall running routes, <laughs> and this dude really thought he could, you know, be the orchestrator of of a, of a football team, not playing quarterback <laughs> once. Clock in family, Aham here. Appreciate you all for making it this far into the episode. If you enjoy our content, we've got something special for you. Check out patreon.com slash clock in or download the Patreon app that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N and search clock in the podcast. You'll have a chance to become a subscriber of the podcast for access to bonus episodes, merchandise discounts, and much more. Only at $5.10 a month. The link is also in the podcast description. All right, I'll shut up now and let y'all get back to it. Peace. So again, that's just a testament to this guy's confidence. But we, we got to yeah, keep it rolling. Yeah, yeah, we we got to get into into you know your your approach to shooting, right? Like you literally taught yourself essentially. So I want to know. You know, what were the the steps that you had to take to improve your shooting? And then, you know, who did you study the most growing up? Like, who was your guy or who were your guys that you were trying to emulate as a shooter? Okay, good question. So, for how I learned how to shoot was, you know, everything was just raw and uncut and trial and error, just a lot of just reps. But the first thing... You know, if you want to be a good shooter, my my advice is shoot outside. Why? Because you have so many factors. You have the wind. You have, you know, if you want to, if it's rain or snow, like, there's so many factors where when I used to shoot the rock, I know if the wind was fading to the east, I would shoot a little bit to the west, so that way the ball would veer into the basket. Mm-hmm. So little stuff like that. And... Michael Jordan actually was one of my like my founding points because perfect of how him, yeah. he just had perfect just with his shooting hand and his guide hand. It was like okay, he's where he is doing being a student of the game. Why is he shooting this way? So it'd be like you know at twelve, thirteen years old, I don't have the capabilities to shoot above my head like that. So I would start at a lower set point. Um, what changed my progression, and I, I talked about this when I ended up talking one time, but 
I was at I was at the community center and was playing ball, playing pickup with older guys. And this one dude was like, "Yeah, man, you're you're good." I can't even think of his name. I, I can't think of his face. I just remember him saying, "If you like, since you're getting older, or you might be a smaller guard, you gotta raise your shot." So that's when I started at 13. Once I started to get my strength, I remember that. I would yeah. start to raise my shot and everything be unorthodox. But over time, I kept building my reps and building my reps. But I think the main thing is, I'm a wide guy, so it's like every t- like I, to this day, I would sh- I shoot a basketball, and I ask myself, why did it go in? Mm-hmm. What are the thing like my 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 stance? What like how do I look at the the rim correctly? And so I I'm a very yeah I. You know, growing up with you guys, I'm a very chill, joking, just individual. Like, I don't really say much. But, you know, once you... One thing about me, I like to say I'm a very deep thinker. Like, I analyze a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I process things. You know, uh, with with my background, I, I tell kids, I'm like, um, how many how many uh, ears do you have? Maybe like two. How many mouths do you have? Just one. So what does that mean? It means you should talk less and listen more, right? It's a bar. So, that's, and that's, that's adults. That's everybody. Yeah. And so when it comes to certain that things... You, that you need to listen more to. <laughs> so Shout out to Nip, man. I'm an overanalyzer when it comes Adult. to just specifics and mechanics. So Jordan started, started it, mm-hmm. but then over time you see guys like, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so you see guys like Chris Mullins and you know, like Larry Bird, and you know, nowadays you got Steph Curry and Damian Lillard, and you know, Carmelo Anthony. That was my guy growing up. So it's just like you see, like these guys. There's certain commonalities that these guys do when yeah. it comes to shooting the basketball. And over time, it made me kind of study, and I think that's how I kind of came up with the whole concept with uh, you know the basketball sniper shooting man. I like to say. The basketball sniper shooting method, you know, obviously being a teacher, just want to send my condolences to, you know, the people affected in Uvalde. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want to shed light on that. So when it comes to my concept, I don't want to be strictly sniper. I like to say basketball because you so you understand. Yeah, the, the, it has, it's, it's it, different. It's yeah, different especially than nowadays. all the stuff that's going on. So you got to be, you know. Sensitive to that. Yeah, Absolutely. So um, I have another question. So what? Go ahead. Sniper I'll, method. Can you tell the people what the acronym? Yeah. So basically, the basketball sniper shooting method is a system that teaches basketball players how to shoot from head to toe. You know, I grew up. The only way I learned how to shoot outside of just figuring it out, my coach used to say, "Use the beef method." I'm like, "Beef? What is that?" So beef stands for the acronym stands for balance. Eyes, elbow, follow through. So, yeah, that's that's all fine and dandy, but I feel like those terms are very generic. Right. Makes sense? And so it's like, okay, what type of balance? Or like eyes, like what do you mean? You know, yeah, follow through is cool, but how should you, you know, line your form with the rim? So how the concept was created was actually during COVID, uh, you know, I was, because of the pandemic, had my time on my hands and, always wanted to do something to impact the game of basketball. 
And so my my initial goal is I wanted to play overseas. I actually wasn't thinking about the NBA. I just wanted to be like, if I can just find a way to hoop overseas and just make a living, I'm cool. But fortunately, that didn't happen. So it's like, what can I do to at least add an imprint to the game? And then it came to, okay, I'm a shooter. And then I've heard people be like, oh, he's a sniper. So, you know, with my just creative mind and, you know, being a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, you know, working in the elementary school realm, I like to keep things very simple. So that's when I, I thought about the, the term sniper and I was like, okay, I like that. I was like, so since beef was kind of an acronym, why don't I use this word sniper as an acronym? And let me see if I can just find words right. to break down uh, just shooting from head to toe. So, just to, for the sake of time, so the S stands for stance. So, you know, studying guys of how they line their, their body with the basketball, they have a, a slanted stance and then a straight stance, pretty much, you know, most of the time. Right. N stands for navigation. So that, that's how you, how do you actually see the rim. People don't understand. There's only five spots on the floor when you're looking at the basketball. You, got, you have the corners on the right and left. You have the wings and then the center. That's it. But in saying that, there's a way to look at the rim and line your stance and your shooting and your follow through with that. So that's where the end camp comes from. I stood for uh, instilling your base. So how to use your legs when you're shooting. Most guys, when they're shooting, they're either a short to mid shooting jump shot. So like guys like Steve Kerr or Steph Curry, he doesn't really jump high when he shoots. You know, guy, but you have a high jump shooter. So guys like I grew up in the '90s, so like Ray Allen, mm-hmm. that dude, Allen you know, Houston, Allen Houston, Glenn Rice, those guys when they shot the ball, they literally looked like they were just jumping out the gym, and so that's where the I comes in. The P stands for possession, how to properly hold the basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, most kids, you know, they got their their right hand on like the side of the ball instead of under, and then their guy hand is not in the proper position. So it teaches you how to really properly uh, hold the basketball. E stands for eyes. So how you're, how you're shooting, now you have possession, how should your shooting hand and guy hand line up with the rim? And so the E and the N navigation come together, mm-hmm. and that's where you're looking at, okay, this is basic physics. You know, if your arm is going, if you're falling through, it's going to the right, chances are it's going to go right. Right. The purpose of the you know your shooting hands is to make sure you have that consistent elbow jump shot. And the guide hand, they work harmoniously to where you have to make sure your shot line is, is consistent. So that's where that happens. And then R is release. That's the last part. It's cool. It's funny how it worked out since R is the last, you know, letter in the right. in the word, and that's the last thing you do with the basketball. So release is how to really understand how to use that rainbow-like arc or U-shaped arc to where once you get everything uh, in, in uh, alignment, mm-hmm. you should be a consistent jump shooter. And, you know, what's cool about the whole method is, and the reason, the reason why I like it so much is because most guys that when they're shooting the basketball, they, you know, we've, we play basketball where they get in shooting slumps. Mm-hmm. So this is, not only am I, am I uh, have Teaching it, I just live by this day by day. So I'm if, if I'm in the gym and I'm missing shots, 
it makes me go through a checklist of like, okay, have I done my stance? Mm -hmm. Am I looking at the rim properly? Am I using my, my base, my legs? You know, am I, is my guy hand, my shooting hand off? So it allows you to, to get out of that slump and increase your shooting percentage. So there was a lot of thought behind it, and that's kind of the premise behind how it got created. So I have to... Uh, Appreciate that detail. Yeah, yeah, because look, I, I, I can speak to it because before there was a sniper method, this is what he did with us. Like, there's a reason why all of us can shoot the ball well. And then, you know, Walt was, again, kind of taught himself. You taught yourself, but Walt wasn't really around when we were, like, getting into that age where we needed to, like, learn how to raise our shot and stuff like that. Um, and I can tell you that before you even like put this together and now that I'm training, a lot of the stuff you said, I'm saying to the people I train right. because of what you said to me, right? Because one of the things I tell my kids is you need to get to a point where you know exactly why you made it and exactly why you missed it. Mm -hmm. And, and typically when someone's missing like shots consecutively and, and I make an adjustment, it, the next shot or two it goes in and they're like, man, like that you worked. And I'm like, well, I, it's not because of me. Yeah. It's because of what you taught me. So when I, when I, you know, when I miss shots, right. It's like, you go to that checklist. I'm going through the checklist that you gave me growing up. Um, because I wasn't always the best shooter. I was, I was very streaky. Um, I was either off or on. Um, but we worked, you know, tirelessly on, on, on consistency. And a lot of it was mental for me. Um, but he also helped in that, in that realm, right? Because there'd be times where we're working out and I do want to, that's a good segue into the next question, but you know, there's times where I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working out with you in high school or in middle school. And he's like, next shot's going in. Like, that's, that's good. Like, let's get it. Like, you know, let's get hot, that type of stuff. So can you right. talk, can you talk to the mental side of shooting? All right, so you went through the mechanics, right? Like the, all right, this is what you need to do. But a lot of shooting slumps, a lot of you know inconsistency is is mental. So can you can you talk about that? It's actually yeah, great segue because I was gonna say anything that you do is a mindset. And so, with that being said, you know most what separates I feel like you know what we do on like basketball. Stuff like that is the mental side. So I, when I'm on the basketball court, I don't look at you know the rah rah and the hype. That's why like when Marshall plays, I love he he balances us out. You know me and Austin, me and A, we're used to chill. We're just kind of figure things out. And Marshall's more of like, come on, like let's get it, like you know just hype hype up, which is great. And so. But when I'm looking at the other opponents or other teammates, I'm just like, I'm looking at them break down. Because we've, we've gone in several games where we'll be up 10, 15 and a half. You see the other bench just, yo, you got, what are you doing on this? Blah, blah, blah. And right there, I'm like, okay, we got him. Got him. Game's over. Based on that. So when it comes to, to shooting, you got to have a short memory when you're shooting the basketball. You know? One of the, the greatest the greatest shooter, in my opinion, right, ever is Steph Curry. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, 
there's a story about uh, a young lady I train, and what I'm finding is, you know, the more relationships you build, you're understanding people's the way they think and how they operate. You know, with her, she's a perfectionist. Right. So if she's not making shots, she gets upset. She starts to kind of break down and cry, and I just stop her. I'm like, so what is wrong? She's, you know, and she'll just be like, well, I want to make, you know, all the shots. I was like, have you ever seen me make every single shot? No. It's like, well, it's okay. And I was like, Steph Curry had the worst shooting slump he ever had, maybe one game or so, but he came back multiple and dropped games. multiple games. And that's freaking Steph Curry. And so if he can if he can just bounce back and have a short memory, you can too. So when it comes to the mindset, having a short memory, really putting understanding that you put in the work. And your reps, you got to get enough reps in the where. Got to clock in, man. You got to clock in the where. Clock you, in. You know. <laughs> clock in. Certain certain tendencies of your game, whether it's it could be, you know, you turning your turning your body to the right side, and that little tweak could be messing something up. Another thing is recording yourself. Yeah. You have to record yourself. So when I'm training or I'm explaining, you know, a jump shot. I'm I'm looking at those little tendencies where it's like, yeah, your arm's going straight, but at the last second it goes right. Mm-hmm. That little that little tweak of that little mental habit is that one reason why you might not be a consistent shooter. So recording yourself and really looking at your film and and just analyzing, I think that's what makes the the mindset of having of being a great shooter. How you can be consistent, you know. Don't be afraid to, you know, critique yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's uh, shooting basketballs or, you know, you trying to make a sale in business. Like it's all the same, but you gotta understand. Like, you know, I always joke, I always use this analogy. You know, being playing basketball or anything that you do in life, it's kind of like a video game. Like <laughs> you're not gonna fit. Like you have unlimited lives. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And so what you do, so it's like you're not going to get fired, you know. And I think our educational system sometimes kind of tweaks how the real world works because, you know, in the real world, if you, you know, become an entrepreneur or you're like, you know, if you fail, it's okay. But, you know, we we live in this society where, like, our traditional system has us where you have to get 4.0s and blah, blah, blah. No, I just, you know, I tell my kids just, have a great time and have fun. Obviously, do your work. But, you know, once you get in the real world, you know, you understand what you really want to do. So, hopefully that, that answers your question. Yeah, it does. It does. And we have uh, one more one more topic, and it's a, it's a new segment. It's the Bring It Home topic presented by Ico Underwood with Arista Real Estate. And um, this is your opportunity, man, to, to, to flex and really talk about, you know, you as a brand and you as a, I, I could say you're more like an advisor, right? So there's a lot of shooting gurus on, and basketball training gurus on, on Instagram and these other, you know, platforms. You know, Lethal Shooter and all these other guys, right? What makes you different than them? Why, why should people choose the basketball sniper method and, and work with you over some of the other people you see, you know, in this, in this market? It's a really good question. Uh, to, first thing I was thinking about is, you know, building relationships. You know, one thing I, I like to do is is really get to know you as a person. 
before you know we talk basketball. You know, let's talk about what drives you, like what motivates you. Because you know, if if you're just doing this or you're out here because your parents <laughs> force you to do it, it's it's kind of tough to help you get to that next level. It's impossible. It it really is, and so. Just really building those relationships, I feel like, is what will separate me from other gurus. One thing I'll say, man, I'm I'm one of those guys that's like, everyone's in their own lane, man. So there's 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 so much success for everyone. You can learn from other people. Yeah, there's I watch videos of like Lethal Shooter and all these other guys. You know, Coach Dave Love, one guy I I, I watch. And it's just like, okay, well, I can take bits and pieces from each other. And so I feel like the basketball community is a collaborative effort. And so, but outside of that, I think the other thing that separates me from other shooters is I'm actually playing too. And so what I mean by that is like, I'm still hooping. We're still playing at a high level in like different leagues and playing with guys I, I know they talk about their league, but you guys have to understand the guys that we play with are professional athletes. We've had guys that have played in our leagues and have gotten signed to professional deals overseas. Right. We have high level college players, high, so we're not playing like with bumps. Nah, it's it's so, a really good bump. Like, really good bump. Good bump. Got to come out and uh, check them out. And so, with that being said, I feel like me playing and applying it, it helps me become a better shooter and helps me analyze where, okay, in this situation, you know, the sniper method is really just to, is to teach you how to become a great shooter, but then there's other levels to where, to where you got to be able to shoot on the move. Like, mm -hmm. it, you're not going to just be being idle on the basketball court. So it's dribbling left, dribbling right, doing combination moves to where you still get your shot off and... When I'm, when I'm coaching or training, I always say your jump shot should look exactly the same as a set shot versus you going shooting on the move. It shouldn't be different at all. And so with those things, I feel like that's what kind of separates myself. And being an open book, man, like when it comes to my IG, it's just, just DM me. Or if you have questions, man, I'm not, you know, here to sell or anything like that. Obviously... You know, I've got courses and we'll get a pair out soon and everything like that. But main thing is really I just want to help people become better shooters. Because that's, that's where the game is, man. That's where everything is going. And what you'll understand is, you know, I always get labeled as a prophet. Because remember, you know, <laughs> playing video games. Yeah. I used to make creative players of guys that were... Seven feet, no, six eleven. Like, uh, point guards. Point guards. You yeah, guard. look at him like, dog. And, this it, never happens. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, we'll never see a guard seven feet that can do all these things. And this is before you had limits. And then, and then Kevin Durant come, comes out. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, he was on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. <laughs> but this is before, like, in the video games back then, you had limits to how good you could make someone in certain areas. You had like a hundred points. You could give him like eighty in shooting. 30 and nah, you had unlimited everything. Unlimited everything. So my thing was like, always, you know, being 5, 10, 5, 11, I wanted to be like, Carmelo was my guy and like, Joe, like these Paul guys Pierce. are 6, 8, Paul Pierce, yeah. favorite player. Well. These guys are 6, 6, 7. So I was like, man, I wanted to be like that height. So, you know, I use it in the video game. So now, and with that being said, everybody has, you have to be able to shoot the rock, whether you're 5, 11 or 7, 1. Yeah. So that's where the game has been, and 
you know, it's funny I, I had that kind of prophecy, but, you know, it is what it is. So it's, it's pretty, pretty dope. Well, look, sniper. man, the sniper. Sniper, yeah. Sniper, man. A lot of life lessons, a lot of knowledge that, that you could get from this episode, whether you have ever shot a basketball or, or not. Um, so we appreciate you yes, coming sir, through, man. my guy. You feel appreciate me? Appreciate y'all having me. Um, we're going we're gonna to close out with this quote of the week, which I think is fitting based off of what, what Brandon's talked about. This is from Dennis Waitley, and it reads... Failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour, not a dead end. Failure is something that we can only avoid by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Clock in, man. <laughs> Whoa. Why you change your voice like that? <laughs> I'm about to get this voice over again. You hear me? Yo, this- <laughs> Yo, this fool Marshall just changed his voice like, like he was. Uh, I, I, had, I had to get in that 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 voiceover. Like he was in a State Farm commercial, so I was just being rainbows. Yeah. Ben, Ben, uh. I kind of look like the frog. I kind of look like who you look like though. Blocking. Shout out to the sniper. My brother and me, the father. You kind of look like the father on the hook. <laughs> this is what I do with growing up, man. You guys have me cracking up, man. All yeah. love. Yeah, for sure. Sniper Man episode 79. 0.1. You know what I'm saying? Big bro. It's been, it's been a beautiful one. It's a lot of value. He'll be back, too. Yeah, he'll be back. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, 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 see, I wish I had DJ Scratch. Rumor, rumor has it that uh, you might be active for the playoff. Okay. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> if, we get, if we get the trio back, that's for our other brothers, man. Yeah. Yeah. Been in the, been in the dungeon, yeah. man. Like been, on, been, on, been, on, been on my clubber lane. Like clubber. Been on my bane. Been in the, like, he's been like Goku in the, uh, <laughs> Chamber. Transformation chamber. Transformation chamber. Appreciate y'all clocking in. Clocking. Clocking. Work and here's the proof. What you want? I'm making moves, punching it. I'm on it too. I'm in the gym. I'm in the stew. It's hunting season. Where's the food? We push each other daily. Level up, cause that's what brothers do. Clock in.